Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. Today's Bible reading comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth into Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Merry Christmas. That's my girl. <laughs> uh, thank you so much uh, to Kate, uh, Dan, and Andrew, and uh, Anthony, and Caden. Uh, thank you so much for you guys being here really early this morning on a Christmas morning to uh, prepare for our service. Uh, thanks, Tina, for leading us in the kids' story today, and uh, Sandina for doing that Bible reading. Tina, Sandina, sort of rhymes a bit, doesn't it? Um, look, today um, I just wanted to just talk about the Prince of Peace. This year has been a stressful year. Uh, how, how has your year been? <laughs> a little bit stressful. Um, Mark McCrindle is a researcher based over, um, you know, in the Hills District, uh, but he does Australian research and he's often on TV, uh, Mark McCrindle Research. And they've done a number of studies, but they, they've, they've called this year the stressful year. They've just named it very recently. This has been the year of stress uh, for Aussies. It's interesting that today, um, over 30, well, 36%, over one third of Aussies 
uh, have been looking forward to today more than they have other times in their life looking forward to Christmas. There's been this great hope and expectation to look forward to this day. And yet, as well as that, 46%, nearly half of Australians say that today is a tough day. Today is a difficult day because why? Maybe it's family issues, relationships, or not, not having the hopes that they'd hoped for being met uh, at Christmas. Uh, Christmas Day is a day that brings up lots of emotions, and um, it's interesting that today what I want to speak about is peace. You know, f- five years ago, Forbes magazine in America did a study of hundreds of people trying to find out what are the things that people long for the most that they haven't yet attained. And one of the eight things that people long for the most that they haven't got yet is peace. Peace. Do you have peace? Are you a person who could be described as peace, peaceful? I know in my own life that hasn't been the description of my life. I can get a little bit worried I can get a little bit anxious. I can, if I've got enough to do, I can get a little bit stressed. And uh, one of the things that's the good news about Christmas is that Jesus is for us the Prince of Peace. You know, in the Old Testament, the Old Testament has got lots of amazing history. And in fact, just, just, I don't know if you knew this, but there's been never any archaeological discoveries that have been made that have disproved any of the stories or the history or the uh, towns or cities or places that are mentioned in the Old Testament. In fact, every archaeological discovery that they've made that refers to an Old Testament story, it's proven that it's true, that the Bible is true, the Old Testament is true. And so the Old Testament is full of prophecy, it's full of history, and yet there's this guy called Isaiah And he did this prophecy, and we've been looking at this as a church over these last few weeks. We're looking at some of the names of Jesus. And I just want to read this verse to us again, because it's a Christmas verse. 740 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah said this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and he will be called these names. Here's some of Jesus' titles. There are about 200 names or titles given to Jesus, and here's four of them. He'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. And what I want us to do today, I want to invite all of us here gathered this morning to allow Jesus to be your personal Prince of Peace this Christmas. The word Prince of Peace, because the Bible was originally written in Hebrew, and the word Prince of Peace goes like this, Sar Shalom. Sar Shalom is the word Prince of Peace in Hebrew. So there you go. You can say today I learned some Hebrew. Anyone want to say it? Sar Shalom. And that's the word Prince of Peace, the phrase Prince of Peace in Hebrew. Now, Prince, the word Sar is Prince, and that's the word that means the one who's in control, the general, the chief, the Lord. Um, the one who's the boss uh, today, another acronym would be, you know, maybe CEO, but not just CEO of a company, CEO of the world. And the, words, the word SAR, it's interesting that 
2,000 years ago, the Romans used this word sar. They changed it instead of S-A-R. They changed it to C-Z-A-R. And then eventually they changed it to what we know in English today as the word Caesar. And I'll spell it because I often get the A's and the E's wrong. (laughs) C-A-E-S-A-R. And did you know anyone here born in the month of July? Is there anyone here? Just raise your hand if you're born in the month of July. Okay, I see that hand. I see that hand. Very good. Oh, there's a few. Uh, The month of July is named after Julius Caesar, the Roman dictator. In our calendar, every year, the, the, the word July is named after Julius Caesar, one of the earliest uh, Roman rulers. Um, Anyone here born in August? Oh, there's one, and here's one. Anyone else born in August? We're the only ones, Sandina. So August is named after Augustus Caesar. Caesar Augustus, the guy that uh, they just wrote about, that Sandina just read about, uh, he's the guy And August is named to honour that Roman emperor 2,000 years ago. And he's the guy that ordered the census that Joseph and Mary had to go to Bethlehem uh, to, to be a part of that population count. And so Jesus is described in the Bible as Prince of Peace, as Tsar, as The one in control, the one who's the chief, the one who's the commander, the one who is the Lord. Jesus is described like that 740 years even before he's born. Pretty amazing, isn't it? And then the word shalom, um, sometimes we might hear the word shalom if you've watched uh, movies uh, with Jews in them. They often greet each other, shalom, shalom, and it means peace. And shalom, another, another word for peace is rest, tranquility. Serenity. Wholeness is another word for that. Another word is completeness. So Jesus is, in ver- Jesus is actually the Prince of Peace, or another way of saying it, Jesus is the Captain of Rest. He's the Commander of Tranquility. He's the Lord of Wholeness. He is the one who's the boss of completeness. That's who Jesus is. And that's who we celebrate here today. It's interesting when you think about this, and I want us to just look at the Christmas story a little bit differently today, because I've often wondered, and I've I've struggled with this, and I wonder if you have too, I've struggled with this idea that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and yet he came into a world that was chaotic. I mean, Romans were ruling at the time of uh, Israel, you know, and, and, and it was, it was tough. They were paying heavy taxes. It was pretty ordinary, but then when you, think about, um, when you think about Jesus coming, I wonder if the angels got it wrong. I mean, the angels said to the shepherds, um, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to, uh, peace to those on whom his favour rests. I mean, think about it. Think about what it was like for Mary to have an angel show up to her one day, to this young teenage girl, and say, uh, guess what, Mary? Uh, you're pregnant. You're going to have a baby. You're not married yet. And this baby is uh, God's the father. Do you think that that's a little bit chaotic for a young teenage girl to hear? It's pretty chaotic. Can you imagine how chaotic it would be for Mary to tell mum and dad? <laughs> 
Imagine how uncomfortable and chaotic that would be for her. And then to tell Joseph, Joseph, I'm having a baby and you're not the dad, but God is. I mean, someone actually said that if Mary was to, if, if, if this was to happen in today's world, uh, that Mary would end up being in a special hospital. You think about how chaotic it would have been for Mary. And think about how chaotic it would have been for Joseph because Mary, his fiancée, is telling him this news and he's going, hmm, I'm not sure if I should marry this girl. I'm not sure if she's the one for me. and, And an angel shows up to Joseph and comforts him and says, it's okay, Joseph, it's all good. You're doing the right thing. Look after her. Take care of her. And then can you imagine the chaos of this? They have to travel 150 kilometres to Bethlehem for the census. And when they get there, there's no place for her to stay. There's no um, Ramada. There's no Intercontinental. There's no Sheraton. There's no glitzy uh, hotel for them to stay in. There's no motel. There's not even a caravan park. There's not even a place to put, you know, a tent. And in the end, it's so chaotic that Mary doesn't go to a public hospital, because hospitals weren't invented then, not even a private hospital. No, where does Mary give birth to Jesus? In a stable. And and, And the birth of Jesus, this Prince of Peace, is born and laid in a manger. How amazing is that? What I find fascinating about the Christmas story as well and how chaotic it was is Jesus was born and then about eight days later, Joseph and Mary take Jesus to the temple for a dedication service and then there's this old guy there. He's been around for a while. His name's Simeon and Simeon greets them and he's overjoyed that he sees this baby boy, that he sees Jesus, he's overjoyed. But then the next thing that happens is he says something to Mary. And let's have a look at what he says to Mary. He says this, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and he will be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Now, before I read the next bit, think about this. Jesus is the one who is the cause of the rise and fall of many, and he will be spoken against. By the way, I think this is actually happening right now in in today's society, isn't it? People are speaking against Jesus. They're saying, A, he didn't exist. B, let's change the whole dating system so that instead of it being based around Jesus, Anno Domini and BC, BC before Christ, Anno Domini in the year of our Lord, let's change the whole dating system. Let's not have anything to do with Jesus. There is lots of things that are being said against Jesus. And Simeon, what Simeon said 2,000 years ago is happening right now. How amazing is that? Jesus is someone who people use most words today when people say Jesus, they use it as a what word? It's not as a... a, So it's interesting, isn't it? Prophecy is being fulfilled every day in our country. Uh, It's fascinating. And then he says this to Mary, and a sword is going to pierce your own soul too. How can Jesus be the Prince of Peace? By the way, 
War is not the opposite of peace. The opposite of peace is chaos. That's the opposite of peace. And chaos can happen at this level between people. It can happen in world order and the way things happen. And there's a little bit of chaos around today, isn't there? But chaos can also happen here in the heart. And Jesus came to be the Prince of Peace here. Because when it starts here, then it can flow out from there into these relationships and into other relationships and into world order and politics. I think it's fascinating that with the birth of Jesus, within a little while of this, these words being said about Jesus, wise men, magi from the east, come to worship Jesus. Herod the king finds out, and what does he do? He says, um, I'm a little bit threatened by this. So he orders the killing of all the baby boys born around Bethlehem at that time. And there has been some deaths of children in Australia over the last couple of weeks. And it has grieved our, that community in Tasmania and it has grieved our nation what's happened. Can you imagine the grief of the hundreds and hundreds of parents who had a king, a political system, order a hit on the birth and of these little boys that were born only within the last couple of years. Can you imagine the grief in that community? Jesus comes as the Prince of Peace. Think about it. Think about it. How is Jesus really the Prince of Peace when all this chaos is going on? And so what I want us to do just briefly now, I just want to have a look at three aspects of this Prince of Peace because... How can we experience Jesus as the Prince of Peace here? How can we do that? We can't experience him as the Prince of Peace by doing whatever we want. We need to surrender to Jesus as the Prince, as the Lord, as the General, as the Commander, as the one who's in control of our life. We have to surrender to him. So three little truths that I want to bring to you today, and this is, I believe, God's word for us today. Jesus is the Prince of Peace who comforts you. He's the one who comforts you. When you think about the shepherds, they were terrified when they saw the angel. But after the angel showed up and said, uh, I've got some good news for you, they were overjoyed they were overjoyed. And when they met the baby Jesus, they went and told everyone about him because they had received the one who was their comforter. I think it's fascinating that Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, you know, 33 years after he's born, he's about to suffer on a cross. And before he suffers on this cross, he says this to his friends. Look at this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives peace. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. How could Jesus say that just before he's about to be whipped, flogged, betrayed, denied? How can Jesus say that? It's because he has complete confidence in God. He has complete trust. And he knows that it's going to be okay. You see... I don't know about you, but you can go to any bookstore and you'll find a whole section, self-help section, on peace. 
you can go to lots of classes today and do all sorts of things to try and get peace, but that's not, that's world peace. That's the peace the world gives. But Jesus has a different peace. See, peace that the world gives is about this thick, or thin actually. It's about this thin. It's surfacy. It's not real. But Jesus is the one who deals with our deepest anxieties, our deepest worries and our deepest stress. Jesus deals with it, deals with it in a very personal way. Now, you know, share a little bit about me for a moment. Um, there's been times in my life, even as a follower of Jesus, where I've had anxiety attacks, panic attacks, stress, and it hasn't looked pretty. You wouldn't want to see me when I'm going through any of that. And even as a follower of Jesus, I've had that. But you know, do you know what? I believed in Jesus as Lord here, but I hadn't let him invade here. And one of the things that's really important for us this Christmas is to remember and recognize that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, not just as a title and as a name, and not just something that we can say, oh yeah, give mental assent to. But we need to let Jesus invade our hearts and our emotions and let him fully take over and let his peace flood our being. Because he's ultimately the one in control. Jesus is the Prince of Peace who comforts you. He says this, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you're going to have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. Jesus is also the Prince of Peace who comforts you. He's the Prince of Peace who calms you. Not only can Jesus calm the storm, where's that boat? How cool is that boat? Jesus can not only calm the storm, but he can calm those who are going through the storm. Jesus, for you today, I pray that he might be the one who calms you in whatever you're facing right now, whatever you're going into in the year ahead, or whatever's going on, may even if there might be a storm going on and the wind and the waves are affecting wherever you are, your circumstances, let Jesus be the one who calms you because he can and he will. The third little truth I want to share this morning, Jesus is the Prince of Peace who completely saves you. You know, you can't save yourself. Trying to save yourself is like tying up bootstraps and trying to pull yourself up higher. You can't do it. Only Jesus saves. And Jesus is the one who can change us. Romans 5 verse 1 says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. How good is that? That's the best news on the planet, that we have peace with God by God's grace and as we trust in Jesus who rose from the dead. And then Paul also wrote this, and I love this. Let's finish with this. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For Christ himself is our peace. Is Jesus your peace? Is he your Prince of Peace? Will you let Jesus be for you in whatever chaos is going on in the world today? Will you let him be your peace, your Prince of Peace? 
I'd like to lead us in a prayer. And perhaps today you need to say, hey, Jesus, I've been, I've been trying to run life my own way and I need to let you be my Prince of Peace, my Sar Shalom, my Chief, my Captain of Rest and Tranquility. I need to rest in your peace. Then maybe you'd like to join with me in that prayer. Let's pray together. Father, we want to thank you for the birth of Jesus who came into a chaotic world, and in chaotic circumstances, and yet, Jesus, throughout the storms that were around you and surrounding you as a baby and as a young person, as a young adult and as a man, you faced your very own death. You were troubled, but there was this inner confidence, this inner sense that all was okay. You had peace because you are the Prince of Peace. So we thank you, Jesus. And Lord, we live in a world today where there's lots of chaos and confusion, stress, worry, anxiety. And yet, Jesus, you are as real today as you, 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 you were back then, and you're here now. And I pray, God, we accept you, Jesus, as our Prince of Peace this Christmas. Help us to live with that sense of peace in our hearts, knowing that you've got this. Thank you, Jesus, that you comfort us, you calm us, and you're the one who completely saves us. Thank you that you died on a cross for us and you rose again and you're right here with us now. Help us to go into this day, into this week, and into the year ahead. Jesus, with you as our Prince of Peace in our hearts. And all God's people said, Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about Northside, visit northsidechurch.org.au.